Good evening and salutations. And a good evening uh, to you as well. We're good morning. We're back. We're back. <laughs> yes. We're back. <laughs> good morning. We got our coffees. Mm. Mm. Got a nice uh, bacon and egg sandwich. Is this first week of school for you guys? Well, not exactly for me, but Jay, what about you? Well, not uh, well next week. That's, next oh, week I, that's, I know. I'm ta- I, that's what I meant, but yeah. Next week is officially the first week that Ben goes back to school first grade this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. very cool. Well uh, but effectively, Anne, who is a teacher, went back this week. Mm-hmm. Right. So dad so, is back in charge of daddy's daycare. Right on. Uh, this week. So it feels like the first week of school for me. Right. Cool. But it's been going really well. Um, cool, cool. Not too bad. Greg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, Jackson, I believe he starts uh, not this week, but the, yeah, the next week as well. We did after uh, Labor Day. Yeah, and I uh, I did take him school supply shopping. Nice. Uh, you know, nice. It, you it, get it reminded, trapper keeper. Not yet, uh, but it did remind me of that classic uh, commercial. I forget what was Staples or something. It's like it's the most wonderful time of the, the year, <laughs> and the parent is like all yeah. happy yeah. with the shopping cart, and the kids are like, <laughs> so "God, true. this sucks." You know, <laughs> I, 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 all I kept thinking about. It's so true. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, it's like wow, the the, the script is uh, the the tables have yeah. been turned. Yeah. Full circle. Is there is there an equivalent? How the turn tables. How the turn tables. Michael Scott. How the turn tables. Is there Sorry. an equivalent in these days to the Trapper Keeper? In like the, the iPad? <laughs> the iPad. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. A non-electronic equivalent? Is there anything that's like cool that the kids love? No? That's not know. plugged in? Trapper Keeper was pretty dope. It was pretty dope. Was, man. That was basically like you roll into school that first week. You're judged by the level of trapper keeper that you have, yeah, or man. not having a trapper keeper. Oh, forget it. You're yeah. gone. It's, May all, as well it's be. all pocket folders and uh, and spiral notebooks up here, man. Yep. All right. Just watch mm-hmm. your just watch your popularity sink as you, as everyone notices you don't have a trapper keeper. Yeah. It's so funny, like you know, in like third grade, you're rolling into school with like this trapper keeper in this binder and all these folders and little like post notes, mm-hmm. and then by the time you actually need that. In college, you're like rolling into class with like barely a sheet of paper. <laughs> Still right. trying to buckle your bike helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Half the organization that you need, uh-huh. you know, for a much, much more advanced class. Ah, uh, school days. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. My cousin Andrew, my, excuse me, sister-in-law, my brother-in-law's wow. son just started his first Day at uh, UMBC. Mm. Yeah, really. Get out. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. They were describing, you know, him moving in and getting all settled. And it, I think he's at the same dorm that Neil was in. Mm. Okay. Um. So when they were describing it to me, I was like, Oh yeah, I've been in that dorm definitely. Yeah, right on. Weird. How about that? So best of luck to Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, Andrew. Have a good year. Yeah. Cool. Well, and you know, the three of us are just. Sitting here on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe you guys older. are. I, I've been I've been zipping and zooming around. Have you? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember last week I was on the East Coast. That was in between two runs. Yeah. And then Correct. so we actually did. Um, actually, Jay, we could play this clip now. It's not one uh, technically one of my clips, but 
Could you hit hit? I I, I sent you uh, something uh, or a little text uh, message uh, earlier. I did. I did. Is which which band is this in reference to? Well, um, <laughs> okay. So I was out with Red Not Chili Peppers. Okay. We want Chili Just we wanted to make sure. Uh-huh. Right. We, we were all on the same Jilly page. Here. Right. Okay. And so thank you. And, and yeah, I did get your text. Yes. Okay. Good. So. What we were doing is we were actually playing a few shows, uh, including Brooklyn Bowl, Philly, Brooklyn Bowl, New York. That's right. Daryl's house. And on those three shows, we played uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, the 1991 Ooh, nice. Chili Peppers like album. Start to finish? Start to finish. Oh. And we were having, like, we'd done this before, and it's fun to do, but it's like it's it's like a workout, man. It really is. like. Sure. And yeah. I wanted to set the tone so we were like, should we come out and play it right away? Should we play a couple of hits and then play it? We decided to play a couple of hits and and then play it, but we needed like some kind of transition. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I was like, I was messing around on Instagram uh, one night or whatever, I, I some social media, and I came across this clip, and I said to myself, would that be fun to like make a little sound design? Kind of intro for blood sugar sex. And so you, you'll rec- maybe you'll recognize the clip. Oh, you've maybe mentioned not. this. Okay, okay, right, right. okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought I'd play you the final version. It's, nice. it's, it's you know about a, it's only about a minute here. So we would we would play, have the sound guy play this. Okay, right. So you've played a couple songs. The lights go down. Yeah. The sound guy pops this thing. Right, on. and then and then this is what you start to hear. Okay, so imagine you're at the venue, and now you start to hear this. Uh huh. And, and, and it's rumbling. You know, and it's a nice big sound system, so it's really like it's rumbling, rumbling. your loins, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. If we do this, it's gonna take a ton of blood, sugar, sex, and magic. magic, magic. <laughs> so, Kenny Powers. Yeah. From yeah. Eastbound and Down, right? <laughs> Danny McBride. Yeah, exactly, Danny McBride. If we do this, <laughs> it's gonna take a ton of blood, sugar, sex, and magic. magic, magic, magic. <laughs> Yeah, came out pretty well good, right? Well done with the delay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. If we do this, it's gonna take a ton of blood, sugar, sex, and magic. magic. Yeah. Are the girls already blood, taking off the top sugar? At this point? Oh sex, yeah. Magic. They just can't. They can't wait for the uh, blood, sugar, the old. What's uh, happening? Yeah. Yeah. Blood, sugar. So around sex, this point, magic. it would start to like. Click off the one, two, three, four. Yeah, you can go into power. Oh, man. Yeah. And then we hit the whole record. Nice. This is tiring. Well done, sir. Well, thanks. Very nice. It was great. Actually, I got to tell you, Siri made this really cool. He's really proud of it. And I am too. It's fantastic. He made this. He's been doing some like a lot of video editing for his YouTube channel. And he made his summer 2023. And the Red Knots had a nice, nice chunk in there. Really? Uh, yeah, that really I'd meant a lot to him. That. that concert was awesome. That yeah. I'd love to see that. Um, yeah. What's he using, by the he, way? He just records it on his phone, and he and he, he uh, edits it in... Uh, oh, he'll kill me for not remembering this. Da Vinci? No, it's just a mobile app. He does it all on his phone. iMovie? He does it all on his phone? All on his phone. And he gets, like, edits with, like, audio edits. and Yeah, it's fantastic. He does, so, like, because so much cool stuff. Literally, Jackson asked me, like, today... He's, he, I, I, he was, he was yeah. sending me clips that he was doing with his like T Rexes and stuff. And he was <laughs> you like, "You know what? You know what? Yeah, we'll get the show started." But I, I'm gonna send him a text and ask him because he'll be excited to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I said, I said, I think he can just do that on his iPad. You know, like, Good like, Lord. So, 
at, le- at least at like the basic level. But it sounds like Siri's taking it up a notch. Yeah, yeah it's really that's cool. amazing, dude. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm really. Because cool. I, I did video yeah. editing, I did it on like a 40 inch monitor. I'm still like, huh? What? <laughs> I, I gotta. Where's the scrub point? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> right. Oh, I imagine know. It doing is that. so arduous editing video. It's really God, a pain in the butt. Yeah. It, can, it can be, but <laughs> I think well, we depends on the wrong. Device, I think it really maybe. depends on maybe. how it, it, it depends on how well you know your software. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, there's a learning curve, but. I know that, like Kaz, you know, like she and I have worked on stuff together, and she has Premiere open. She's like, "All right, this is this, and that's that, and this is that, and that's that." Go, yeah, and I'm like, right. and I'm you're like, right. at that point, I'm like, "Oh, this is easy." You're like, "This is taking yeah. up a lot of hard drive space." Yeah. <laughs> but um, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, yep, we yep, got a lot yep. of stuff to talk to, talk about sure tonight. Do. We have a lot of music to listen to tonight. All right, mm-hmm. let's get into it. So let's do it. Awesome. Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, editing on 48-inch monitors since 2018 mm. and still not being able to see your splice points. What'd you say? Happy to be here with you. <laughs> right? Turn, huh? Huh? turn it huh? up a little bit. Huh? Huh? Jay, are you there? I can't hear you. Huh? What? what? No, just turn up the noise reduction. <laughs> Happy to be here with you on this beautiful Thursday. Uh, this is episode 212. 212. 212. Coming at you on a beautiful Thursday Close. and... Mm-hmm. We got a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's close. Happy to be here with you. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we have an awesome show for you tonight. I think it's going to be kind of going back to our roots here. We're just, we are eschewing all of the political nonsense we've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Thank goodness. And we are talking about some music. All three right. of us are just talking about some music this week. Just for the record, Simple. though, any, all of that political nonsense was still related to music. It's true. It's true, you know. It's 100%, never just hundred percent. We didn't we we didn't pivot. There's no, no pivot. No. No, we just we we brought in yeah, some. We went some, to hot topical. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all. We brought in some it's new true. angles, you know. We, we uh, became some talking heads for for a slight moment there. Indeed. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Um. Nick is leading off. You're gonna be talking about a band that I've heard about but mm-hmm. have not heard. Okay. And uh, very interested to hear about that. Yeah. And Greg's going to be talking about a genre that I've heard about but have not heard. That's right. I'm very interested about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be talking about an artist that we've all heard and we all know about. And I'm just going to talk about him. Somewhere. All right. Yeah. That's your right to do so. <laughs> Appreciate that. It's the beauty part of having your own podcast. Is yeah. You just do whatever the hell you want. No like, rules. Yeah. Just right. Nice, right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Australian accents, have you guys seen uh, the crocodile hunter, his son? I have, like little clips. Why? What's up? I, he's just, he's like a doppelganger for his yeah, dad. Not it, the crocodile hunter, but like, you know, Steve yeah, Irwin. The, Steve Irwin. Son. I think that was his, his son. Thought, that was his name, the crocodile hunter, I believe. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. The crocodile, crocodile hunter. I think, I think okay. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son is like, yeah, yeah. He's like a Steve Irwin, like a doppelganger. Yeah. Talks exactly like him, and like, I know, he's such a good TV presenter. Yeah, like, it's great. Oh yeah, he's got his kangaroo. Isn't yeah. she beautiful? Yeah, and she, oh. and she gorgeous. <laughs> he's got it in a headlock, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. She's she would, kicking she would... a bit. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all right. Yeah. 
He would yeah. track them, but Hunter sounded cooler. So right, I saw right, that right. the other day, and I was just like blown away because I had I didn't know that he had a son. I didn't know that his son was presenting. And yeah, I didn't know he's been, oh yeah, he's been yeah, doing yeah. This for years on like talk on like the late night <laughs> yeah. shows and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's holding yeah, up a, to his dad's legacy, and honestly, it's a it's it's very worthy, man, because that guy was very he was a good dude, man. Steve Irwin, sure, you know, he, sure he, was. He, he I think he gave like a ton of his proceeds to like like he just wanted the like animals to survive all about yeah, the wildlife like, yep yeah 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 so he, he gave a lot of his money to like wildlife uh you know sanctuaries and things mm-hmm. like that I think, if, 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 if i'm not mistaken i think you know in between steve Irwin and the amazing tv show bluey and all the amazing music that has come out of australia why don't we give like the award of like the first 20 years of the 21st century to australia i would be fine with just that. in general like they are real, they're crushing it over there. They are. Yep. They're really doing a good job. Doing a good okay. job. Yeah, good. Hey, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to try the accent. Nope. All right. <laughs> we doing this? All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. <laughs> Nick, what's up, buddy? Hey, all right. So um, I have spent most of the day um, uh, while working, actually, I got a lot of work done, a lot of work done uh, listening to the band Stars of the Lid. Is this a band that you guys have? Have listened to it before? Never even once. I'm really? Stars of the Lid. I've heard of them from many people, but never really listened to them at all. This is so exciting. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the reason why they were so present on my, in my mind um, is that it's a duo. Um, and they both started out, they were friends that met in uh, Austin back in like 1993. And they would basically do ambient drone music. Just They were two guitarists, and this was all just guitar. And I first heard about these guys in 2008 when I was listening to a Radiolab podcast and he had a series called Wordless Music, which was about like merging genres and had them on and explained that they're both playing guitars. They did have strings with them, I think, for that performance. But it is just the most uh, ethereal, ambient, but melodic in a way that like you you remember parts like there are parts that I'll sing after I've listened to it. Um, But wow but it hmm. just takes forever to get there and you don't even know really what, and it only gets played once in retrospect. It's just, it's so freaking cool. So uh, one of the two uh, members of Stars of the Lid, uh, Brian McBride, um, actually uh, passed uh, at the age of 53 uh, oh, this really? past week. Yeah, I think oh, it was no. two days ago. So oh. so that's why they've been on my mind. And so I just thought, you know what? I have probably clocked... 500 listens to, to, the, to their last album that they did uh, just because I use them anytime I need to write, um, like mm. do some critical thinking. So nice. I, I should probably talk about these guys. It makes sense. Uh, but mm-hmm. why don't we listen to them real quick? Yes, please. So this is from uh, an album called The Ballasted Orchestra. And I picked it because it is one of their, one of their uh, uh, classic older songs, uh, but also because of its title, which is Music for Twin Peaks, Episode 30, Part 1. <gasps> Hmm. Music for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Let's get it in.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's minute what the like two one of yeah like eight Nine. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so they they would do initially did they did their first handful of albums actually together just as a duo with a four track. So like their first two or three albums I think are all recorded on a four track. Which given that around the 1995, 1996, seven, Jay, we were using a four track. Um, yeah. It's just wow. com- compare the, the the output quality. It's interesting, <laughs> you know. Worth Amen. noting. Yeah. No. I'm just <laughs> Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so after they did the two albums together in Austin, uh, they, they ended up collaborating, uh, one of them, I think moved to Chicago and the other moved to LA and they basically recorded their music by just sending like tracks back and forth. Um, and like literally of, like cassettes in the mail back and forth. I, I, I don't know. I don't know specifically. Um, but, um, but basically just kind of, cl- they, they met, they kind of like bonded at this like party and just realized they kind of spoke the same musical language and, and just kept making music even though they you know sometimes it'd be seven eight years between albums the album that they recorded and released in uh 2001 uh the tired sounds of stars of the lid and then the album that they did uh in 2007 called and their refinement of the decline they're both double albums and so the cool thing about that is they give you like a solid two hours worth of really productive work um, nice <laughs> which is fantastic um but yeah i just i, I have i've I've, I've really enjoyed their music. You guys should definitely check them out, um, especially if you just need to zone out or check email or whatever you're doing. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I did, I did check them out after you announced today that you were going to uh, talk about this band mm-hmm. and how much you love them and yeah. how much they emotionally resonated with you. And I checked them out today, and I have to tell you, I there was it's great music to work to. Yeah. Um, but it it definitely was ambient drone music that I. I didn't really have an emotional resonance to. So it's interesting to hear that you have such an emotional response to it. I, I, I do. It's, I always have actually, it's, uh, I don't know. The first time I listened to it, I was just, it was very moving. They're on the same, they're on the, the album Skanky, uh, which is actually the same album that Low was on, which I thought was kind of interesting because uh, that band Low that I talked about, like, you know, months mm-hmm. ago. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, like Deer Hunter, there's been a lot of bands that have kind of come out of this label, but yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely did. And I was reading some interviews with with uh, Mr. McBride um, today as I was kind of listening to their stuff, and he mentioned that he very that he that the, one of the things that's meant the most to him, um, or the thing that he's most proud of, I think, was his, was the question. He kind of hemmed and hauled back and forth um, because he was actually like this really successful debate coach, college debate coach. Um, and kind of like changed USC's program or something like that. So uh, he kind of talked <laughs> about that a little bit. But then he said he's had so many people come up to him and say, in moments that were hard, your music really was was there for me. Um, and I do think there is there's a melancholic, but like pureness to it. Like it's melancholy, but there's just this like this pureness to the to the sound that they are able to get, um, and the way that they do kind of interweave like melodies throughout. I don't know what the process is, um, but mm. I'd love to hear more about it and learn more about it because it really, it does almost seem improvisational, or it, but it's also composed uh, because they would they eventually started working with larger and larger ensembles. Um, wow. And so like those last two albums, they're really, really well-conceived. And, and instead of like the background strings, um, they would kind of be at the forefront. It just takes you a long time to get the idea across. So yeah. Yeah, so I would say 
give that give that last album the the refinement one. Give that a give that a listen while you're working. And see if there aren't moments that kind of feel like uplifting moments. Um, it's really right, right on. Uh, I mean, we, we we always you know we dabble in the ambient genre. Mm-hmm. On you should check it out. Sure. We've, we've it's it's been brought up, but we haven't. Yeah, we don't take deep deep dives, but I feel like we all kind of we might be itching to you know at some well, point. We just I'll have like you, an ambient episode. I, I think the challenge is being able to find a thirty or sixty second clip that conveys what makes it so interesting. Yeah. Jay, like you, you hit on this, I think, when you when right. you did do this as like a segment. It's so difficult to find a right. way to replicate the experience of listening to it. In yeah, I was talking about Brian Eno. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the same same yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh what was the project that the the guy who who is no longer referring to himself by that name, it was his final project and it was on YouTube and it was Oh, uh going crazy, the dementia thing, right? Yeah. It was like the 6-hour track that like descended in dementia. The caretaker. The caretaker. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, caretaker. Yeah, no, no, that absolutely has the same issue there. It was like Unless you listen to the entire piece, mm-hmm. and not the entire piece, but like long sections of it, you don't get really the feel for it. Right, right, right. No. It's, 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 it's a far more rewarding experience when you just kind of like surrender to it. You yeah. Know? yeah, sit with um, it for a while. Yeah, where you start it, let it become the soundtrack to whatever you're doing. And mm-hmm. then suddenly you realize you forget about it because it's not that demanding of your attention. And then suddenly you're like, oh, right, this music's still on. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm really along And for the it ride. sounds like they're huge David Lynch and Twin Peaks fans. They so. are, yeah, yeah. It's actually, Big I step sent, up in my book. I sent you three clips, and one of them was this short clip that was actually because way in the background, there's a, uh, there's a phone call, and it's actually, uh, what, what does he say? Big Ed's Gas Farm. Big Ed's Gas Farm. Yep, and it was a clip from, from, from Twin Peaks. <laughs> Uh, so it's hard to pick a clip, and with that, I will say I do have one more clip, and it is from the the Refinement album, their uh, their album from two thousand seven. It's a minute because we keep things fair use, uh, but it's a I, I don't know. I listened to it a few times a day to try to find some section that kind of had aspects of the melodic things that they'll introduce. Um, so this is from Even If You're Never Awake. Very nice. I don't know how you can tell me that's not emotional. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely it's beautiful. So, um, yeah, but apparently seeing them live really was kind of like the linchpin for a lot of people because it would just mostly be two dudes with a guitar up there and somebody with a cello, and this is what was coming out. So, Hell yeah. Uh, very cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, cool. thank you, Stars of the Lid. 
very, very much. Uh, yeah, and thank you, Mr. McBride. You will be very missed. cool. Rest in peace. And that is my segment. All right, I guess I'm up, eh? I think that's I think that's where we're going. Okie dokie. Well, let's see. How do I start this? I don't have a clever segment bit. Although, although this has to do with <laughs> this How has did to it come do about. <laughs> well, okay. So basically, I got hit up uh, two weeks ago, right as I landed on the East Coast. I'm trying to even remember. Oh, it was Raleigh, I think Raleigh Airport. Um, by my friend uh, Brittany, and she's someone that I met about five years ago, not too long after moving to LA. And uh, she was interested in forming a band that would play French music from okay. the 60s and 70s, which is kind of hmm. this, there's this kind of subgenre called yay yay. And it's spelled like Y-E-Y-E. And the E's each have like an accent aigu. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you're right, right? Going from like, like uh, uh, left to right, ascending, right? Um, and... Thank you. This genre of music kind of, it sort of encapsulates a lot of this like kind of sexual revolution in France at the time. Um, Serge Gainsbourg, Serge oh, Gainsbourg yeah. is yes. kind of, he's in there, but he's not really known as a yay-yay artist, but more almost like kind of like a producer of certain mm. yay-yay artists. Okay. okay. But just to give you kind of a taste, it's kind of irresistible uh funky french music usually <laughs> sang by a chick you know what i mean but sometimes okay. there's, there's yay yay girls and there's yay yay boys too as we'll see so let, before i go any further let me let, let's let's give you guys a little sample so you can know what 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 the hell i'm talking about here please please all right uh, so this is going to be um le coeur au bout des doigts which means like my, the heart at my fingertips and this oh. is by Jacqueline Tabe Jacqueline Tabe and uh, check this groove out. Come on, let's go. Une fleur entre les lèvres, un sourire au coin des yeux, un regard rempli de rêves et de l'or dans les cheveux. Il est à sa cigarette et me dit venez danser. Comme c'est aujourd'hui ma fête, j'ai envie de vous aimer. Je m'avance vers la piste, il me serre dans ses bras. Il me dit vous semblez triste et je ne lui réponds pas. Il me dit je suis poète et caresse mes cheveux. En levant un peu la tête, je vois qu'il a les yeux bleus. Oh my gosh. That's so great. That Isn't is great. <laughs> holy crap, that is freaking awesome. Right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That reminds me of two comments from what? Do like, it. past episodes that we've talked about. Well, Craig, you were talking about uh Daptones or uh, yeah, yeah. uh Budos Budos band. Right. Yep. The Budos yes. band. Like you throw this on at any party and uh -huh. no one's gonna be like, Yeah, eh, that's kinda whack. No, nah. that is that, that is a banger. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone yeah. yeah. 
It's like, wait, what was your second one? Because I'm curious. Uh, 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 uh. Well, while you're thinking, mine was, that's like, that's like if Stereo Labs Emperor Tomato Ketchup was on Daptone. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, that's what those guys were listening, that's what they were listening to, Stereo Labs. Oh, the other comment was, that could fit into any Quentin Tarantino film. Big time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's so perfect, sweet. man. That so is great. Actually, yeah, so she's, so when she first approached me about this, it's because my friend Scott Robinson, she she was buddies with him at the time and mentioned that she was putting this band together. And he's like, oh, I know a French guy. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a guitar player, and she was like, "Well, the guitar the guitar position is that. covered. The guitar position is covered, you know." Uh, and okay. and and Scott was like, "Well, but we he plays other instruments. He plays other instruments too, you know. So like, if you need, you know, she's like, well, I do need a bassist.' So I played bass in this <clears throat> band, and the project Le is bass. called Yeah La Bass. It's called uh, Plastered in Paris. That's the name of the band." Nice. And uh, it features um, this really cool uh, drummer named Joe Berardi, and you know I know Joe more and like you know we we've hung out you know we've done these gigs we've done a few, a few rehearsals, and I haven't never gotten the full story, but I feel like he's I think that he's mentioned in so, on social media that he had a connection with the band Can, oh snap, which I know oh, is like I... kind of um, yeah anyway. So and he, and he's a great drummer and um very very in tune with this music like when he when we get to the rehearsal he has like there's like no question that Joe knows exactly how long uh-huh. each section is and yeah um yeah so so it's fun to play it's fun playing with him and um the guitar player is actually uh, is this guy Michael Abraham who's a fantastic uh player he actually, I believe, and again, I need to, I should confirm this with everybody because I might be like, they might be like, that's not true at all. But I'm pretty sure I'm true. <laughs> I, I'm right on this. All right, all right. Uh, but, but he is actually like he, he he. I believe he plays in the touring production of Wicked. Mm. Uh, oh, really? So he's the guitarist oh, in that. Okay. Yeah, and so and he's a great player, man. He's an amazing <clears throat> player. Um, very hip with the. Uh, he doesn't ha- often show it in this band, but he's a great jazz guitarist. You know. Yeah. Très bon. Très, Très bon. bon. Très bon. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I was say, saying earlier, I got a call from Brittany two weeks ago. She was like, oh, let's, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting the band back together. We haven't played <gasps> like since before COVID. They played a gig without me when I was out on the road um, with, a, with, a, with a different bassist or whatever. And um, But she called me uh, to, to maybe play this house party. And the kind of fifth member now is... Uh, our friend Miles, uh, Miles Tackett, uh, really? and I don't know if I've mentioned—I I may have mentioned him on the show before—but yeah, yeah, Miles is—he's uh, a, a known DJ in town, music man. Miles, he has—he throws a, a party every week called Funky Soul, and nice. like a lot of you know, it, it, it's a popular thing. It just happens every Saturday. It's it's like yeah. kind of like a known thing in LA. You can go to Funky mm-hmm. Soul on Saturdays. Uh, he was a member of the band Breakestra, and which is okay. like similar to the Daptone thing, just more West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, Breakestra in the sense that they were like taking break beats, right, right, and but with a band, so like with an orchestra, kind of combine fusing the two together. Yeah. Um, and his father Fred, I believe, is in Little Feet. Fred Tackett. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Miles maybe is. Maybe that's what. Maybe that's how he came up. Okay. 
Right. And yes, I think that that he did come up with we had a little feet tie in. Yeah, yeah. That's, right, right. That sounds right. Yep. So anyway, so it's it, it's fun play. And then Brittany is Brittany is Brittany. She's a character. She's awesome. And uh, we have a lot of fun together. And I'm excited to uh, play with them this Sunday. Uh, but we had a rehearsal uh, yesterday. And I had I came I came in hot from like I flew from Buffalo, uh-huh. okay, like the most <laughs> just, like like the opposite corner, yeah. yeah, yeah, just having yeah Buffalo Midway L A. I got to L A. Kaz picked me up. I had like a five second lunch, and then I was like, "See you, babe." <laughs> like drove to Burbank, <laughs> which is like not that close, you know, and then and made it in time for this rehearsal because I really will enjoy playing this music. Let's play, let's listen to another clip. Um, yeah, what do I got for you? Let's see. Uh, okay, this one is called. Les cactus, and it's about cactuses, right? Cacti. And it's, it's and, and cacti, excuse me, cacti, uh, and it's basically like a metaphor that, right. like, as he goes through it, like the whole first he says like the whole world is a cactus. It's impossible to sit down mm. because it's like you know everything's spiky, and he's like, yeah. you get a spike up your bum, yeah. and then right. he starts going like, he'll be like, hey, hey. But he's like basically saying like, ouch, ouch, you know. <laughs> so anyway, here's the song, Les Cactus by Jacques Dutronc. Great man, it's like a French take on like some, like Otis Redding soul. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that is cool. Or almost like Lemon Song, you know, <laughs> sort of. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that there's it, there's this like fun quality to the music. Obviously, you know, being born in France, moving to the states when I was six, and my having parents who still listen to music along these lines for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, matter of fact, uh, one of the most well-known yay artists is uh, this singer named Françoise Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y, Har- Hardy. Françoise Hardy is how you would say it. Like, you know. Okay, I've seen that name. Yeah, exactly, Françoise Hardy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the sci-fi author William Gibson. Sure. Um, yeah. He refers to, like, it, it, Kaz was telling me, like, in any of his novels, whenever there's, like, this perfect woman that, like, shows up, he always describes her as, like, Francoise Hardy. Um, nice. So she had to look her up. She's like, who is this? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Continual reference point. Right. So I actually don't have a clip of hers prepared, but um, the term yay yay was coined when she sang a song called uh, La Fille avec toi, which means the girl with you. 
And in it, she said, kind of says like a yay, 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 like like fee, yay, 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 yay. Like she's kind of like going with a syllable of the word. Yeah, she said. exactly. Yeah. And then I think like some journalist kind of like extracted that and turned it into a thing. And just called it the genre. But I was mentioning to you guys, and I'll say it again for the audience, that it was a year before the Beatles record, uh, released She Loves You. with She loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's... This, I'm not saying that, I'm not claiming you know copyright thing or anything. No, but who knows no, if there they was definitely like were influencing influencing each other. Like, yeah, I could also hear the Beatles in that last song just from like uh like this music is out there. This is that one, the, the cactus. I've, I'm almost positive it was recorded after the Beatles. So like just so so it's not confused that yes that um, yeah yeah that was like yes, 67. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah. there you go. So so yes, in, very much they were influencing each other. And you know they weren't that far. You know, they were just a, across the river, uh, across a pond. Yeah, you know, not even not, not the not even the ocean. They they, they were right. just across uh, the channel. I know, and the French were those fancy <laughs> ones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. So the other thing I wanted to mention is that um, it's through Brittany and this and uh, her crew that I've gotten to uh, have these some of the coolest uh, experiences that I've had in Los Angeles really? because she is the one who knows Daniel Lenoir. Oh, and, and so okay. we, went, you know, we performed yeah. as plastered in Paris oh, at man. a party yeah. for him. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. The connections uh, are all starting. They're coming yeah, into place, yeah. man. It's all crystallizing. And Mario C. Uh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. She's that, that's so whenever I, so I, I kind of, I try to keep, you know, yeah. Brittany's like I, a, like a, like a true loyal friend, but I'm also kind of like, are you gonna introduce me next? <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. you want to get so many cool people. I'm just well, yeah, <laughs> you know. And it's what's so funny though is that Brittany is not out there like trying to. It's really cool that she's like like this genre is like one that she's kind of like this. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And she lived in France for a while. She's American. She's from San Francisco originally, but she moved to France for a while and just is just thinks it's the coolest thing. Yeah, and that's so, so awesome. And so that's why Keeping for it me it's like. It's, yeah, sometimes I, you know, when you're in a city like this, there's moments where you feel like somewhat cool, and then there's the moments where you're like, I don't feel very cool at all, you know, <laughs> yeah, because like yeah. this, this, this a there's a whole culture here, and it's like, wow, wow, like I don't like I don't a like I don't have the fancy car, I don't have, you know, sure. I'm not I'm not trying to do anything really pop related, you know, right. I'm I'm not really right. into that, I'm not. I'm not 20 years old, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I'm not, like, what is it? And then, but then suddenly it's like, oh, I'm French and I can play multiple instruments. And right. then yeah. suddenly I'm at like a party with some of the coolest people. Suddenly I'm talking to this guy for half an hour. It turns out he's the drummer for Bauhaus. Wow. You know, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I had no idea. You know, like, <laughs> no idea. You know, and I don't That's even funny. know that much about Bauhaus, but I know that people think it's cool as <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, it's, uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that was an interesting conversation with this guy that I just randomly had. Yeah, mostly just talking about like what we were talking about earlier, like school supplies and like the kids are going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Plastered in Paris is going to play a show at someone's house on Sunday. I have no idea where or whatever. I'm going to be flying in hot again from Washington State this time, though. So no, Jeez, no jet lag. Um, right. Same time zone. Yeah, same time zone, thank God. And uh, let's uh, f- close it out with uh, one more classic yay artist. 
this is the famous, the more famous of them all, I would say, Brigitte Bardot. Brigitte Bardot. You ever heard of her? I've heard of her. Yeah, there you go. I heard of her. Yeah, that's a good name. She's that she's that French acting lady, and so she she's kind of almost like the French uh, Nico. Okay. Okay. Wasn't Nico French? I don't believe Nico so. Nico's German. German. Ah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. European. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot more sense now that you right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but it, musically, yeah. I would call Nico. her the musically, I would call her the French Nico. Uh, in a way, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just no, no, no. Because well, they, yeah, have sim- I, they have I similar. They have a similar look, but they also have a similar style musically. So this is uh, her song, Contact or Contact. <laughs> m'a percé le cœur Vous sur la terre vous avez des docteurs Transfusion de mercure J'en ai tant perdu par cette blessure And so, it's a vibe, man. Um, but so now you guys know about it. Um, you knew maybe a little bit about it before, but hopefully you know a little bit more. And, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's so interesting for me to kind of come full circle almost because some of, this, some of these artists my mom would listen to and i was just like this, this can't, is what this, was this, this is was not, what was not cool yeah you yeah, know and yeah, i never yeah. i never actually thought that but i was always like a little like embarrassed but it's like, your mom's music yeah. yeah exactly and now it's, it's gonna come be back weird around. for my friends yeah yeah and so now it's like the hippest stuff and i was like ah oh, maybe mom you know mama had a good uh you yeah know, she had good music taste all along you know and um, it is so anyway raised it, you right there it is. Yeah, and uh, and what's cool well, it took too us forty-one is, years to get there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, it's 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 cool to be able to um, approach the music from you know not like not only am I jumping into it because you know I'm playing this genre of music that I'm not used to, but yet it's deeply familiar from right, my childhood because right. <laughs> uh, yeah. my mom grew up. Uh, you know, my mom you know was listening to this, and then. But also I, approaching it from different instruments, you, you yeah. know, and, and, and having to listen to it almost from like a, you know, I try to put on like my kind of producer's hat mm-hmm. and, and, and then say, okay, Deconstruct. Like, well, yeah. well, how can I, yeah, what's, what's the most I can add to this, right? If I'm playing bass, what's the, what, what do I really have to nail here, you know? Mm-hmm. What's and, the uh, feel that the bass is conveying? Right, right. And, yeah. uh, and if I was to, to do some keys, what would be, you know, the thing that, because I could just jam. Right. You know, a lot of these songs are but very simple. But it loses simple. its yay yay, right? It might lose its yay yay. Yeah, I mean, we don't and, want that. Damn strange. No, no. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> no. No, no. No, no. All right. All right. 
Jay, I believe uh, it's time for you to take the reins. It is. It is. Uh, Thank you, Greg. That was awesome. Um, You're welcome. So it's it's 2023. Last time I checked. Still Uh, 2023. Yes. Confirmed. Confirmed. Um, So that would make 40 years ago, what year? Uh, 1983. Correct. Yeah. 1983. Not a huge year for music, but... As it no turns out, we haven't done the eighties. We really haven't touched on the eighties too much. Today. I mean, that's that's kind of a weird period for the three of us because we were just we were kids. Makes a lot of today's music make a lot of sense, though. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, this, what I'm about to talk about, was a big outlier uh, in nineteen eighties music. Um, so yeah, oh, it's you 40, got it there over your forty shoulder? year, forty year. I do, I do. Yeah. There he is. He's sitting over there. Uh, it's the 40-year anniversary of the start of a, an incredible trilogy of albums uh, that Mr. Tom Waits started ah. making back in 1983. And uh, they, I, the reason this came on the radar is that I, I found out that they have just remastered these albums. Actually, the five albums. Uh, it's Swordfish Trombones, mm-hmm. Rain Dogs, Frank's Wild Years. Okay. Uh, Bone Machine, and then uh, there's one more, but those two are in the night. Those two are in the yeah, the one after Bone Machine, but those two are in the '90s, and they're great albums, but not not really the focus of what I'm talking about today. So they they remastered these this trilogy of albums that he started making in 1983. Um, and when I first heard these albums, it, it was I, I want to say 2002, uh, UMBC, maybe 2001. Right? Yeah. Like first or second year of, of UMBC. Yeah. It's when I started living with this guy, Jim Seal, who introduced me to this music. And as soon as I heard it, my reaction was, where the hell has this music been right. all my life? How did this come out a year after how, how have I never heard this before? And it was so, at the time and still to this day, it's just the perfect intersection of everything that I love in music. Um, so I wanted to start things off. I'm going to play a couple tracks from from these albums that just mean so freaking much to me. Um, and this this track is the opening of this trilogy um, off the album Swordfish Trombones from 1983. Um, the name of the track is Underground. And yeah. we'll get into it a little bit, but uh, All right. just listen to the tone. Listen to the texture and um, let me know what you think. Right. 
1983. <laughs> it doesn't it belong it at any does. time. It, it really doesn't. If anything, it belongs, belongs in like 1920. Right. But um, yeah, you got the bass drum. You got this crazy marimba part going on. Yeah, you the got guitar. The guttural vocals. The guitar. The guitar. The guitar. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't yeah. get enough of the guitar. It's Mark Rebo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this Mark Rebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my first introduction to Mark Rebo. And like... I, you know, just become a lifelong fan. Right on, um, dude. Yeah, that's ever great. Ever since I heard all the stuff that he did on on this album, Swordfish Trombones and uh, Rain Dogs. Mm-hmm. Because, it, okay, at the time, we were at UMBC, which the, the focus of UMBC was kind of avant-garde, quote-unquote, new music. Right. So it's, 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 it's out music. Mm-hmm. So I was into that stuff anyway. And I've always been into stuff that's a little bit on the edge. You know, like David Lynch, mm-hmm. bringing that up again. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Elephant Man. Yeah, uh, you dabble in the strange you know, or the, the uncomfortable. I love strange stuff. You know, I've yeah. always been the, like, when it comes to art, like, Dolly is, like, my guy. Right. You know, like, just the weirder the better. Um, and so when I heard this music, it was like, oh, my God, this is David Lynch and Dolly in music form. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, and it was, it, but it wasn't just weird. It was, like, accessible, and it spoke to me. And at the time, you know, I was... Uh, starting to live in Baltimore. We had just gotten an apartment in Baltimore. Yeah. And it, it just, it spoke to me because it's very urban. It's very gritty right. music. Yes. Yeah. Gritty it's very street. dark. Yep. Where's Tom and Waits from? Tom Waits is like from Los Angeles. Underground. <laughs> yeah, he's from underground. He's, he's under, yeah. That's the funny part about this is that, you know, the first, this came a decade after his debut. Closing right. time, which was like seventy three or seventy four, I think, which is like a piano ballady, kind of almost Elton Johnish. Yeah, like drinking piano. Album. It's it's referred to as or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, he was like this this barroom balladeer, right? Um, doing like and like great songs um, well, from that era. Writer. Oh, he's a fantastic writer. His but then are, in mm. he spent a decade doing that and really not getting. Anywhere, like he had a lot of respect in the songwriter community, right. but didn't have any hits. And then, like, came out in 1983 and just decided, okay, I'm just gonna make crazy junkyard music, right? You know, and did, like just did that for the next decade. Well, f- to this day, really. right? Right. <laughs> and you know, I, I, God bless him for it, man, because I don't know where this music came from or where he decided to make that shift, but it's just. He created these incredible soundscapes that you just, you get descended into this world that he's just created um, through his lyrics and through this incredible music. Mm-hmm. And like, inter- interesting percussion, interesting instrumentation, uh, just weird arrangements. Some songs are like spoken word things. And, the, you know, and then he'll bring it back with like a bluesy type song. So this is another song off of um, Swordfish Trombones. Great album, great album. This is this is one of my favorites off of it. Uh, a little bit more accessible. It's called "16 Shells from a 30 6 <laughs> Oh, no. 
Yeah, that features one of the world's most for like famous percussionists playing a tire a tire iron with a screwdriver. Jesus. That's the clank song, clank sound yeah. that you hear in the middle of it. Oh my god, so good. Uh, there's this great article in the Guardian um, talking about this this run of records uh, that just came out, and they have some interviews from some famous folks, and one of which is Tom York, our friend from mm-hmm. Radiohead. Mm-hmm. And he has this great line in here. He's talking about how much he loved uh, Rain Dogs, which is the album I'm about to talk about. He says, I remember falling asleep to it, listening to it on my Walkman, only to wake up in the morning with it still on auto-repeat in my head. <laughs> Every track was a short movie set in a mysterious, circus-like, down-at-heel America that I had almost no understanding of, with different characters both in the lyrics and the instruments, an entire universe revealed to me for only a, for a few minutes only to drop me off at the other end of the block. No idea how I got there. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's exactly it. That is. Yeah. Like, like, especially on Rain Dogs, um, some of the songs are just like, it's like this weird cabaret, early 20th century carnival, crazy yeah, circus barker, right. midgets yeah. running around crazy scene that makes sense in a weird dreamlike way, but like when you actually break it down, like doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Plus Tim Burton is there somehow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's right. directing the dream. Yeah. It's all the crazy crap. I love. Right. Just like, just the most and done in like a really genuine, like visceral way. And they sound, the album sounds so good. Um, so I wanted to play some stuff off rain dogs, which is my favorite out of the trilogy. Uh, so good. This is the second track off of, uh, Rain Dogs. It also features Mark Rebo on guitar and just amazing marimbas and just, it's called Clap Hands. Check it out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's sure where he's at. Mm. Oh, oh my gosh! I and now did you bring I, that into Mike Cherry's class, or did did he, I'm did sure his, I did. I was okay. obsessed, man. This is yeah, all. No, I, I yeah, no. The, the miking on that is so neat. That so close, great. That close miking <laughs> sound was like that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, the, every time I come back to them, I kind of like Tom Waits is an artist that I go back to a lot, and I always kind of expect to be like, um, I'm kind of afraid that I'm not. It's not going to have this. I'm not going to have maybe. the same. Yeah, maybe outgrown it, but it never happens. I yeah. get drawn back in every time I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is so clever. It's music, it's so man. great. It's just so great. And um, just wanted to finish things out with uh, a track from Frank's Wild Years. And again, talking about my friend uh, Jim Seal, who I lived with and had many, many, many misadventures with in the early 2000s in Baltimore. There's a, again, and going back to this Guardian piece, um, they have an interview with uh, Jim Sklabunus, a guy from Sonic Youth, and okay. also played with Nick, Nick Cave. And he had this quote that was like describing me and Jim Seal like back in the day to a T. So he says, for the better part of a year after its release, uh, Frank's Wild Years was the nightly go-to pump-up album for me and my roommate, gussying ourselves up to war song strains of Temptation, Straight to the Top, and et cetera, was an, was an essential part of our ritual of getting ourselves, quote, in the mood before emerging from the squalor of our Lower East Side tenement, ready to take on the world, and however many bottles of Rolling Rock beer we could get down our necks. <laughs> so this is not to glorify alcohol or drugs or any of that stuff. This but a time in your life. Just, yeah. This is a time in I mean, my life. Describe it. <laughs> I mean, Thursday night, we're going to put on some Frank's Wild Years. We're going to go wild. We're going to have a time. We might go down to Fells Point, go down to Full Moon Saloon, play some blues. Mm-hmm. Have ourselves a time. And this nice. was the soundtrack to that. This is a temptation from Frank's Wild Years. Those are albums that I've always wanted to have on vinyl, and I never have been able to find them in the condition that I wanted. So I might go out and get those now that they've been reissued. They're All right, coming out uh, the on the first of September. Has, has on the first of September for the for the three that I just talked about. So nice. I think I might get them. Nice. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. Man. That's it, boys. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Cool. That was an old school episode. You're right. It was. It was. Hey, uh, just to, to dial it. back from the beginning, the name yeah. of the program that Sarah uses for video editing is called CapCut. Right. 
Yeah. Cap cap cut. cut. Cap didn't want to leave that one hanging for the cap for cut multiple week, you know, for a week or something like that. Appreciate that. Right. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Greg, why don't hey, you tell now. the fine folks how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so? You can find us online at you should check it out.com. Send us an email at yscipodcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Our X handle is at should check. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Heck yeah. Yes, right. you should. And my what? hand, nailed it. my right hand is off of the mouth. Don't, Jay. Not don't. going anywhere near that. Yeah. Temptation. <laughs> oh, this was a good one, boys. Had a lot of fun. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, man. I, I have an idea. Hey now. Hear me out. Do tell. Do tell. What if we do this again next week? I'm in. All right. Fine. It's tempting. Think about it. <laughs> tempting. <laughs> I tell you what. I'll, I'll sweeten the pot a little bit. I'll do some more of my fantastic Tom Waits impressions. What do you say, Greg? Uh, okay. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> We're in. All right, listeners, hey, we'll be back here next it. week. Same bad time, <laughs> same bad channel. Until then, peace. Right. Thank you.